Okay, folks, welcome back to the show. I am Lucius Fox. And I am Miss Sharma. This is The Read. Thanks for coming back. It is indeed. Now, disclaimer, I don't know what the fuck my voice sounds like. I have been sick with something that is apparently not COVID, but hates me all the same. (laughs) And so, well, (laughs) you know, I also was uh, out for Dustin's birthday, hollering and screaming. So I don't really have a voice, and I am, you know, going to just figure it out and get through it. But I also did last week's episode with 102-degree fever. So, hey. (laughs) It really sounds to me like you need a break, but... While we are in the middle of of recording, it's probably not the best time to have that conversation. But yeah, might need to take some time off so you can actually rest and heal. Oh, fiddlesticks. (laughs) What? Um, Okay, so let's get into the Black Excellence this week. I'm going to do three quick ones. Um, First, going to St. Augustine University. Uh, who's starting the first ever HBCU women's rowing team in the country. So apparently, Howard University, which sponsored a rowing team in the 1960s, uh, did like an Instagram post, I think in 2020, uh, that was rowers for BLM, and it was sort of like a tribute to Black rowing team members and their very first African-American rowing team. Mm -hmm. So that post sparked some interest in SAU students to look into the history behind rowing in HBCUs and surprise, surprise, they didn't find much. (laughs) So they decided to do something about it. And now the School of Business Management and Technology at SAU has launched the first HBCU women's rowing team in the country with an SAU professor named Dr. Mark Janice, who's going to be coaching them through virtual competitions and indoor training sessions um, and so congratulations to them. I think that's awesome. And I'm in love with, um, black people, especially young black people who are just like, oh yeah, I'm going to fill this gap. I'm going to do something different. Um, I'm going to reach for the stars and try something outside yeah. of, you know, the wheelhouse maybe. That's wonderful. I mean, I don't even really fuck with rolling like that, but... Anything black people are doing, I'm all for. So, go y'all. Um, singer Vic- Victory Brinker, uh, according to the Guinness Book of World Records, is the youngest opera singer in the world. Uh, so, now, I did not know this because I'm not... Uh, I don't uh, watch America's Got Talent or anything like that that much. Mm -hmm. But this child is famous, apparently. She was on TV winning awards and being sickening um, from a very, very young age. And so she got a recording contract at the age of seven years old. And while... (laughs) What? (laughs) Oh, my God. How old is she now? I know Um, she... she this was seven baby. in 2019, <laughs> so she's probably like 10, 11. Now. Yeah, she's probably going to turn 10. Wow, she is a child. Yeah, little girl. Oh, my God, um, look how cute she adorable is. Adorable thing. Adorable. 
Um, so yeah, she slayed all of these TV competitions and things, got a record deal. And according to her posts, she said she was performing on Italian TV and was surprised with this with this title. I'm like, just go off. Just go off. <laughs> yeah. Just slay then, little girl. Oh my God. I'm looking at her Instagram now and she's just so adorable. Yeah, I cannot really I have I have to hear her voice. Nine uh, years old singing, singing like this. I bet she do. Um Last but not least, oh. I don't think we ever mentioned uh, Katanji Brown Jackson oh, being yeah. confirmed as the first black woman on the U.S. Supreme Court. Did we ever talk about that? I mean, it sounds crazy that we would not have even mentioned it, but knowing us, <laughs> like crazy, but also plausible. So maybe we didn't. If we didn't, and there's a good chance we did. <laughs> I mean, right. But if we if we did not, <laughs> ma'am, congratulations. Yeah. Um, good luck. It's an amazing thing to see. You're beautiful. And I still want to speak to the 47 days. I don't care. I just want to have a conversation. <laughs> I mean, you already know what it is. I'm honestly surprised it wasn't worse than that, knowing how these motherfuckers are. Um, but yeah, I think with with COVID and school and work and trying to like have trying to like keep myself alive. I have not been super tapped into what's going on, but obviously I saw that news. And so, yeah, incredibly overdue, but, and of course a black woman had to be way better than everybody else and (laughs) extremely hella more qualified than everybody else, including the current justices. Like, like she, the credentials are impeccable and still white people are like, mm, not not going to do it, though, because I don't like that. And critical race theory right. and right. dreadlocks. So it's just like, OK, girl, right. <laughs> this fucking country is a mess, but there is a black woman doing something. Well, good luck to her. Yeah, it's going to be <laughs> exactly. You got to work with them, niggas. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh-uh. Half of them drunk. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> So, let's get into this week's Hot Tops pop culture segment extraordinaire eleganza extravaganza. Bitch, did you see the the I sure did. I sure did. And I knew you was going to say it. Yes, I did. And I said, well, (coughs) we already know who I'm rooting for. (laughs) My absolute The girlies know. Yep. She's back. Who I'm... This one's tough tough for me because I love Monet Exchange. Same. I really like most of these queens. I think I'm the only one I'm not familiar with is the Vivian because I haven't watched RuPaul's Drag Race UK yet. I've only seen clips mm-hmm. of of some of the stuff that she did on there, so I know she's a good queen. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be interesting. I'm surprised it's such a small cast. All Stars is always kind of tiny, though, huh? I mean, yeah, and the way they have dragged out this current season of regular-ass drag race. Bitch! <laughs> I'm actually not mad, because it looks like we're going to be able to get through this in, like, six to seven Now weeks. that you mention it. God damn. God Girl, damn. I said, how the fuck are we on episode 14? We got more bitches on this show than when we started. <laughs> like, what the yeah. fuck is going on? Yeah, this this season has lasted an eternity. So when you look back at some of the girls that were on, like that got chopped like first. It's mm-hmm. like what season were they on? Right. It's like it was five months ago. 
one or one to be over there playing get the chocolate and a uh, girl yeah the chocolate <laughs> bar whole like when cornbread left y'all should have thrown that chocolate bar shit out the fucking window and said Damn. we don't need no more like prolonging this fucking season but whatever i was grateful for the double shantae last week um because those are two of my favorite queens who ended up in the bottom and I, as much as i mean i have favorites for this season but Mainly, I just have one person that I do not want to win. And if I say it out loud, that'll probably be the bitch who wins. So let me not. Oh, but... You just have to tell me later then. And I mean, I'm pretty sure I know who it I is. I mean, you could probably guess, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this. Uh, this... Two names? <laughs> Correct. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, this all-star cast. First of all, this is, it, this, the photo is really giving me like Real Housewives. With all I can the, see that. It's like it's giving me I a, see that. Actually, Housewives <laughs> wish. If it was the real house, the real drag wives of, you know, mm-hmm. West Hollywood, then yes. Right. I could see that. But there ain't a single Bravo cast that could ever turn it on a promo code. I mean, that's uh, true. Promo photo like this. It's true. They look so pretty. Yeah, I I am impressed by the lineup. And I mean, RuPaul knows how to keep me. With this shit on my fucking DVR, okay? True. She knows. Every time I oh, say Oh, we didn't I even mention, like, if you haven't heard, the season of, of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars is uh, consists of all winners of previous seasons of the show, mm-hmm. which is something that they've talked about doing for, like, there's, like, little rumors of them doing an all-winner season. Yeah. Honestly, I thought if they did an all-winner season, it would be, like, a completely different thing, not an all-stars. But yeah. I think it's eight... Girls, Raja, who won season three. Jinx mm-hmm. Monsoon, who won season five. Jinx Monsoon has also did some voice work on Steven Universe. Just throwing that out there. Ah! Uh, Monet Exchange, one of my faves. All-Stars mm-hmm. 4 winner. Trinity the Tuck, All-Stars 4 winner. Evie Oddly, who won season 11. And then the Vivian won Drag Race UK season one. I think they have four seasons. I mean, three seasons of that show now. Yeah. Jada Essence Hall, who won season 12 not too long ago, and then Shea Coulee, All-Stars 5 winner. So everybody knows Shea Coulee is like the Naomi Campbell of drag for me. She's my fave. She's just... Just an effortless sleigh each and every time. Yeah. I really enjoy like all of these girls, but I, she's my favorite. And... Monet, I love. I just think she's hilarious and beautiful and funny, and I love her podcast with Bob. So <laughs> yeah, this is gonna be. They're my. They're the two that I'm rooting for the most. But I really enjoy all of these girls, so I'm gonna be tuning into this for sure. You're right. RuPaul knows how to just mm-hmm. get you back. Bring me back every fucking time. You sure do. And they're already talking about congeniality seasons, and there's so many weird spinoffs that they could do with this show. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of girls, so. They talked about doing a season of All Girls Who Went Home First. Didn't they? Now, didn't they do that last season with the pork chop thing? Was it? They did like a challenge, I think, on girls that went home first, but I don't remember. Yeah, it was some kind. Yes, that's what it was. They brought back some of the girls who went home first. But like there was like a twist last season with nobody wanting to be the pork chop, but then... I mean, it was kind oh, of like yeah. It was kind of like this, this, um, the this season and that first episode. How you know it was like immediate lip sync battles, and then you know, oh, half the girls are going home, but then really, 
it's just these two, but then these hoes is actually coming back. It's like, I I enjoy the theatrics, but not when that means we have like a 19 episode season because this has True. been going on for too long. So True. But yeah. whatever, whatever. I'll be watching. But how many grueling fucking things can you put these girls through and how much motherfucking clothes they got to pay? Right, and how long, like... I'm sure they send you a list of, like, what they are planning yeah. to do in, in, in any given week. But, like, Georges must have had 14 suitcases. <laughs> and how long do you expect these girls to sit in a hotel room with no phone and no friends, no family? Just <laughs> every Give someone the crowd. Just losing it. Right. I don't even care if I win at this Yeah, one. no. Georges <laughs> skipped her ass right on down that runway. She was ready to go. Home. Bye. Okay, bye, yes. Girls. Georgia said, I'm not meant to work this hard. I'm pretty and I'm going home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be kept like I deserve. Well, May 20th, if you're interested in checking that one out, to be streaming and all of that. Um, Will Smith update. Apparently, he's been banned from the uh, from attending the Oscars for 10 whole years. Oh no. Oh. How sad. Yeah. I'm sure that will suck. Um, The board has decided for a period of 10 years. Oh, this is the Academy President David Rubin and CEO Don Hudson. (sighs) The board has decided for a period of 10 years. From April 8th, 2002, Mr. Smith shall not be permitted to attend any Academy events or programs. In person or virtually. Bitch, they said we don't want to see your face at period. all. Right. You'd be lucky if Jane can come because it's <laughs> <don't> like that. <laughs> I mean, including I but guess. not limited to the Academy Awards. The 94. I'm not reading all of this. So Will was like, I respect their opinion and all of that tea. And then, of course, the internet did what they want to with it and all of the different opinions. Personally, right. I feel like everyone's fine. Uh, yep. 10 years. A lot of people are like, oh, my God, that is such a long goddamn time. The girls are okay. It's plenty of time. It's enough time for everybody to get out all of their terrible jokes, mm-hmm. for Chris Rock to host a couple more times, um, and for, you know, Tyler Perry to figure out um, just how they're going to do some sort of emotional reel when... Year mm-hmm. eleven, yeah, comes by, and a much older Will Smith comes to the award show and claps like Pursuit of Happiness or whatever. Like this is rich people business at this point, girl. Yeah, and I'm very, very over this story. I mean, I feel like I've been over it since about two hours after the slap happened. So the fact that it is still in the news <laughs> and white people continue to make it into this giant deal, like, I just don't see it. I never have. And I'm very tired of it. Let's all I think. On. I mean, well, I think we're done. And we'll, we're not done, <laughs> technically. But it's like, I mean, we're not because there's going to be loads of comments and, you know, it's just another cultural thing. Another pop yeah, culture. I get it. I do. Uh, I just this um, white people. But as far as the action itself, yeah, like you got your punishment. We done here. Everyone done. Yeah, gonna go get some cookies. Can Amy Schumer stop acting like she was personally victimized? Can we all just move on? Amen. Um, 
Rihanna spoke with uh, Vogue magazine, which she's currently on the cover of, about being pregnant, cravings, her baby fava, the album you're never getting. <laughs> um, being sexy in her maternity looks. And all co- sorts of things. Now, obviously, she looks fantastic on the cover. She's all pregnant and red and wearing stilettos and shit like that. Yeah. Her cravings are apparently chocolate-covered donuts and tangerine sprinkled with salt, which doesn't sound crazy. Mm-mm. It really doesn't. Even the salty fruit is not... I mean, my grandma used yeah. to put salt on tomatoes and water. I'm Jamaican. We put salt on all the fruit. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, she looks... Like you said, she looks... Absolutely gorgeous. I just... I don't... This bitch. (laughs) I don't... Hmm. Well, you don't like this red jumpsuit? No. I lost my train of thought. (laughs) (laughs) You sure it's not COVID? Because that's some COVID shit. (laughs) Is it? Yes. I promise I was like, I... Don't remember what I was about to say. <laughs> I've tested a million times. Yeah, no. I mean, I believe you. I'm just saying COVID causes like brain fog and niggas be like, what was I literally just saying three seconds ago? Don't remember. But yeah. Any time you're ready, Jesus. Whenever <laughs> you choose. So the doll baby was talking about all of her, you know, her clothing and things that she's been wearing and saying how she said, when I found out I was pregnant, I thought to myself, there's no way I'm going shopping in no maternity aisle. I'm sorry. It's too much fun to get dressed up. I'm not going to let that part disappear because my body is changing. I love that Rihanna doesn't consider maternity wear dressing up. She was like, all of that shit is so fucking ugly that it's like, that's not fun. Like, yeah. There has to be maternity fashions that are still turning it and having where you can have a good time. But I always hear about it, uh, by and large, being kind of drab or not so fun or just whatever. But then again, Rihanna is like a fairy mutant model lady. You know? There is that. Yeah. Like, not really, like, obviously human, but just the her. This bitch is so gorgeous, and she was never going to have to go get, like, the stretchy pants with the big maternity cloth on them or whatever out of Target anyway, like the rest of the girls. Like, she was never going to have to. But that's my thing. It's like, I would, in my mind, in my imagination, if I had uh, the parts that do this, and I found myself with a child, Mm -hmm. I would want to be comfortable all the time. I would completely throw away my looks and just swell in sweatpants, you know? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, is that not your time to just say, this is it? This is where I turn down for a bit? Mm -hmm. And I will see you girls on the other side of this extreme um, metamorphosis I'm going through? This growing person? (laughs) But Mama's like, no, I'm still going to turn it. still going to be sexy. still going to show some skin. Um, And good for her because she does look absolutely amazing. But, yeah, like the idea that she was ever going to be some regular ass, you know, 
I mean, I hate to say boring because pregnancy is anything but. But, you know, she was never going to be like like every other pregnant woman out here. You know, she was always going to be able to to turn it and and do whatever she wanted to and still play with fashion and all the rest of that. Um, So, yeah. I mean, I don't know who's criticizing. Like, none of who's who was who's been shocked at her looks. Have we not all just been having a good time? Because I saw in this interview that, you know, there are allegedly been critics who have been talking about oh, how wow. much she's been wearing or how little she's been wearing. And I'm just like, where? Because I haven't seen I mean, again, I don't tap too deep in to a lot of it. Um, yeah, it's probably on Instagram. I probably tweeted for two consecutive days a few weeks ago. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, that's enough of that. <laughs> so, I mean, at this point, girl... I don't know who it is who could be possibly complaining about somebody else who's walking around in their skin with their child wearing what they want, but it's a life on earth. It doesn't shock yeah. me. Yeah, um, I'm just happy for her because she looks thrilled. So she talks about that man, and <laughs> we're never interested in the boyfriend. <laughs> we're never interested. Fiance, in the boyfriend, husband, sorry. whoever, we never care. <laughs> yeah, we don't care. We don't. If you're happy, I'm happy for you, girl. She did talk about how they went on a road trip. Um, from Los Angeles to New York, and at some point, she was cooking on a quote-unquote janky grill, and he was tie-dyeing t-shirts that he got from the gas station. And I'm like, that is cute. That's cute. Okay. Yeah. And I think it's cute because... <laughs> why are you doing that? Right. <laughs> <laughs> why are y'all doing that? Why are y'all tie-dyeing t-shirts and cooking on some, what, some random outdoor grill, like, in the park? Where it's just like... <laughs> Please tell me I think it's know. really only cute because it's like they're wealthy and I don't understand. Doing <laughs> regular like, shit? You're doing regular <laughs> fun shit to just be regular. Yeah. And this apparently was also like during uh, COVID when they got really close or whatever. Oh, okay. Well... Sure. (laughs) Rich people having a little bit of regular nigga fun. I'm happy for you. I ain't ain't tied that nothing since I was probably nine years old. But, you know. I'm talking about elementary (laughs) school when they taught us how to do it. I don't know nothing about how to tie that shit. It was definitely a day camp when we was bundling up them t-shirts with rubber bands. (laughs) Yeah. And chucking them in them pants. Yeah. Yep. And getting water and coloring shit all over the place it was never my tea can we just buy one i did like um you know i guess they admitted that they weren't planning to have a kid duh and (laughs) rihanna said (laughs) she said i don't know when i ovulate or any of that type of shit we just had fun (laughs) (laughs) she said an app for what Girl, whatever. I mean, and when you have that kind of money, you can do that. You can just fuck and not give a damn because (laughs) you got it. No matter what happens, you got whatever you need to handle it. Um, I did see that she said she would, you know, prefer to raise the baby in Barbados, but that realistically, that's probably not going to happen. Probably not. Yeah. And I thought that's interesting because I could have sworn we said, you know, she probably wants to take her baby back home and be like, yeah, yeah hell yeah. In <laughs> fact, I would be hard pressed to find a reason to stay in the States. 
hard. Crystal gonna show up to Barbados with her baby and be like, I came home to raise my baby. What? You're not from here. I know, but I, I thought know. we could talk about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's somebody's home. <laughs> I came here to raise my baby in, in private without. Rihanna said it's nice. <laughs> Right. I, I came here before and it was real cute. Yeah, y'all's rum punch I'm, is good. So, you know, when I'm done breastfeeding, I'm going to be right back on that. That. <laughs> um, I'm sure that baby will spend loads of time yeah. in Barbados. Definitely. Um, Somebody told me that his daddy, uh, his daddy, <laughs> daddy is Bayesian too, which I did not know that Aesop Rocky had. Oh, I didn't uh, know that either. Bayesian. I don't know why I thought he came from a long line of Harlem niggas, like born. I mean, that's what I assumed. I I don't even know if that's true. Y'all could have been lying to me, right? But either way, good for. I'm all for it. Good for you, ma'am. I don't even know what she said about that album. That she that the album part was just like what you would expect for people to say about albums that they don't want to talk about. I love it. I'm working. It's gonna be so different. (laughs) So great. My realest sound yet so excited yeah i wonder if she's gonna have a gemini <laughs> mm. she looks just about ready to pop but yeah i'm gonna yeah. guess i'm guessing either an aries or a gemini um just based off how she looks but yeah happy fire her. sign fire sign oh lord fire sign. <laughs> oh lord what is rihanna don't do sign? that please yeah. i don't know why i'm thinking Scorpio. i don't know Wait, what's Rihanna's birthday? Let's see. It's a national holiday. Oh, I, she's I in Aries. <laughs> oh, no, Pisces' son. I was about to say. Pisces. What is what is this? Oh, she one? just had a birthday, February 20th. Yeah. Okay. Based on Rocky, October 3rd. Was that a Scorpio? I want to say Libra. No. Yeah. Huh. Why am I even looking this up as <laughs> like if I, I know anything about this really stuff? It does, like, <laughs> I have no new information. None. Right. <laughs> I mean, like, I know their birthdays. Head. I can't do anything with I their signs. I don't even know people. why I get tied up in that shit. Bitch, I can't tell you nothing about it, except a little tiny bit about fire signs and that we're all crazy. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to argue. <laughs> um. So, Donald Glover pissed some people off. In this interview that oh, he God. did with Interview, oh, <laughs> where he interviewed himself. That's not, which, that's not, that's not an interview. I don't, right. <laughs> but I don't. It's not an interview. I don't. No. I'm still conf- Because I don't really. How? I mean. No. I mean, he just wrote the whole thing, you know? Right. I mean, you may have but even like, come up with some questions, but it's not, you know, I'm not even going to sit here and like <laughs> nitpick about it, but like obviously not in interviews. So, Don Glover comes out of his whole. <laughs> oh, Lord. I meant like a girl like talk. The whole cancel culture thing, I was like, please, I'm going to cut this off. Like, I'm going to just close this window right now (coughs) because this cannot get any better from here. Donald Glover comes from out underneath a rock. Um, 
not very often, mm-hmm. which is something I understand. <clears throat> Currently, we're in the third season of Atlanta. The fourth season, I believe, is already done. So uh, there's that. And then he's doing music again. And he's got another show coming to Amazon Prime, I think, a Mr. and Mrs. Smith series. Mm. So I'm sure his team was like, look, nigga, you need to start talking to people and tell them like things. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I know that that's what this was. And he was like, fine, but only if I can interview myself. And they were like, what? Only if I can interview myself. I ask the questions. I I answer the questions. I'll do it if I can interview myself. And they were probably like, girl, fine. Like, whatever. Just do it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Whatever. Like, fine. Let's just fucking get it done and don't forget to mention the fucking show and, you know, don't say anything about whatever. It just didn't make sense and still doesn't. (laughs) The entire idea was. The whole thing felt like a little ridiculous. Yeah. I felt like I was being trolled for a good portion of it. I read the whole thing um, and I found some of it interesting. Some of it was just like, okay, I get it. Like, social media is annoying and everybody's tired and you're really smart or whatever. Um, so, specifically the part that got um, under some nigga skin was when he asked himself, I don't know how to even say this. Okay, right. so when he goes... Absurd. <laughs> Okay, so let's call the Donald that's doing the interviewing glove. Okay. And then okay. <laughs> the one doing the answering is just Don. Okay. So Glove asks, speaking of Malcolm X, you hear what Dr. Umar said about you? Now, this actually on the website links to the following tweet. I just realized it's gonna make me read a tweet from Dr. Umar Johnson. <laughs> Says Childish Gambino's video. This video, This is America. Charles Gambino's video contained powerful metaphors, but once the contradiction of a white queen surfaced, it diluted (laughs) diluted his message. (laughs) Jesus. Yes, he has a right to discuss the black experience, but wanting to have that experience with a white woman clearly says he doesn't value it enough. Hmm. So back to this interview. (laughs) Donald laughs and says, yeah. Glove says, what did you think? He says, it's old footage. I think he has some interesting ideas, but I disagree with him on that one. You would, obviously. I mean, obviously. Obviously. He's then asked, I do think it's interesting to separate marriage as a political act. Well, that's not an asked question, so never mind. Yeah, I guess, says Donald. But then where does it end? How would I know if something's for me if it's all a political act? Glove says, are you afraid of black women? And he says, why are you asking me that? I feel like your relationship to them has a, has played a big part in your narrative. To which Don says, I feel like you're using black women to question my blackness. Oh my God. And then it goes into him like teaching his kids to be black and not wanting them to be light-skinned kids that say they don't see race or whatever. <laughs> um, okay. A real concern, you know, under certain circumstances. I mean, the interview is still up at interviewmagazine.com. There's... Lots of it's so bad. Weird comments about all sorts of things. Um, yeah, I don't really know what to say about this. I just was like, yeah, <laughs> like I read it and I was like, hmm, yeah, yeah. Well, 
That's my time, folks. I really don't know what else. It, yeah, it felt like Mm-mm. what I would read from the mind of, you know, a nigga with a farm and a, a, a white painting wife. I don't, okay. Like, I don't know what to do with this information. Yeah, I again, I did not see the purpose of this. And the whole, like, I'm interviewing myself thing really seems ridiculous when, when he's saying shit like, I hate talking about race unless I'm talking with other black people. Like, are you not talking to another black? Like, are you not talking to your own black ass self? Like, what is the, I don't, so some of the answers he gives doesn't, they don't make sense unless he's actually talking to somebody else. And the format of this, I think that just really frustrated the fuck out of me. This whole interview, like, I don't think it's interview again, big, big air quotes is not good. Like, I don't care for it, but it would have been so much better if it was just like some personal essay, like this whole format of him asking himself these questions and then being like, oh, well, you already asked me that. Bitch, you are asking you. (laughs) Why is this happening? (laughs) I'm telling you, it it reeks of like. someone told this nigga that he needs to stop stop saying no to interviews. And he was like, I will just interview myself. And he gave like the most trolling, patronizing, whatever ass interview possible. And then probably turned it in. And they were like, you know what? You're right. We'll never ask you to do this again. Yeah. I mean. Because some of it's like, since you're the one doing the interviewing, you like, it's confusing. I, I don't understand why you would dance around a question or, like, not answering a question when you don't have to answer the question because you didn't have to ask the question because you answered asking the question. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just... Like, just, is the whole thing supposed like to be some... Is it supposed to be, like, a statement on interviews? And why is he standing outside of Taco Bell looking like a, a broken Cupid football player i need i need help yeah because i'm not like i don't like that I, I mean i don't like no and i'm okay with not getting it if it's if this is just you know so avant-garde and i just am too much of a regular ass basic hoe to get it then i'll be that but this entire idea of having a celebrity interview themselves and then write it up as though someone else is asking them these questions and to read these responses as though like he is not the person asking himself this that pisses me off so bad that like i just don't even want to i did not even want to read the entire thing why does it make you angry it did it It literally it made me angry because don't pretend like you're not talking to yourself this whole well what do you mean by that bitch you're asking yourself so what the fuck do you mean what do you mean by that you're saying it like you're talking to somebody else when you're not and that's very, that is, yes, that upsets me. That literally angers me. Don't play with me. Just answer the fucking question. If you're going to write out some questions for yourself, then just fucking answer them. This whole, well, oh, you know, I think you're just milking me. I feel like you're just saying this. You're using black women to question my blackness. Girl, you're asking yourself these questions. Right. Stop playing with me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> Um, the real has been canceled after eight seasons, contrary to a couple of you who can't 
discern an L from a D, but... Oh, no. <laughs> no, they didn't read it as the read. <laughs> Some people have been struggling with that for oh, those eight seasons. Bless them. Bless them. And it's just, there's a whole other section to a D. Mm-hmm. So, the... Variety reported that they Fox, the girls over at Fox have decided not to renew the show for a ninth season. Um, and don't worry, it has nothing to do with Jennifer Hudson coming through with a show, daytime show on Fox later this fall. Mm-hmm. And probably everything to do with the fact that don't nobody watch The Real no more. <laughs> That's what I would think. Um, Plus, didn't old girl, ain't old girl pregnant or about to have a baby or just had a baby? Maybe every, yeah, maybe everybody is ready Jesus to just wife? go do something else. Yeah. Maybe. They've had a lot of cast uh shifts in cast. Obviously, mm-hmm. they, you know, booted Tamar's ass for because she, you know, black. <laughs> Lord help me. I can't even think about <laughs> I can't even think about Tamar on that show without thinking about the most amazing clip of all time, which is so it's rude. And it's this. It is really, it, and it's and it lays the groundwork mm-hmm. for everything that was to come. And it should for, not be funny. Should, it shouldn't. It should not be funny. So, and I feel like a bad person for laughing at that the way that I do. I mean, well, we're all bad people. <laughs> all we can do is repent. So, yeah, you know, nothing. maybe Tamar and the Tamartians feel a sense of redemption here. Maybe they feel, you know, like justice has been served. <laughs> Um, who else left the show? Tamara left the show to mm. be a mom or whatever. That was that know. was needed. <laughs> she needed to go. Um, oh, there's a whole bunch of goddamn people on this show. I forgot Amanda Seals was on the show for a couple weeks, like oh, yeah. three weeks. Yeah, I was gonna say, man, that was grand opening, grand closing. She <laughs> she came. Right she in walked in and, walked and did a U turn. Walked right back. Out. She was like, actually, this is I don't think so. Nope, not me and not this. Well, I mean, you know what? Eight seasons is like a really lengthy. I think daytime is different than like, you know, uh, scripted television and stuff. But eight seasons is a long time for a show. They won three Emmys, I believe, two NAACP awards. I mean, good for them. Good for them. And hopefully they're going to go and, you know, do other things, write books. And I don't know, act, sing, whatever you got to do. Um, Lonnie blamed it on COVID, apparently. She said, in the end, the real cast and crew did everything we could to scale the show down. We shot seven to eight shows in three days. Ooh. Hell no. (laughs) No audience made a conference room into a studio. But in my opinion, COVID costs killed the show. It's been a great ride. And thanks to the viewers for eight great seasons. COVID's oh. expensive. Yeah, that's, that's true. all I heard. That's very during, true. <laughs> like the height of it, the COVID shooting through COVID is like the testing alone. The testing alone, but all of the weird shit that you have to do mm-hmm. to make everything follow protocols and as safe yep. as possible. You have to feed people different. Yep. It's just like everything. All the PPE that you have to have. For yeah. everybody, not just the actors, like everybody on that fucking set. Every yeah, it's a lot of money. It is drivers. So everybody, right? Wouldn't be shocked. I mean, yeah, if if it was canceled because they just could not, 
you know, keep up with the cost of the show no more, then that makes a lot of sense. Because I felt like niggas, I mean, I'm going to be real, mainly gay niggas, but I felt like gay niggas watched that show. Yeah, no, the show did well. Yeah, so... But COVID is out here. Shout out to us being I mean, able it to go like... remote. Because <laughs> the read, def- <laughs> if the if we had to keep going to a studio, the read would have been over March 2020. Cha, <laughs> cheese. Okay. Like, well, bye, girls. It's been fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going Girly. home. <laughs> yeah. Um. What else do I have here? <laughs> oh, so. A, T.I. and uh, the comedian that he got into it with last week that we spoke about, they have made their peace. Um, I hope he ran her her money. No, but he got her some French fries and I guess invited her over and got on Instagram live with Mm. her. That nigga was never going to give her a nickel, dime, or penny. I I don't know why he said that. I really feel like she can take that to court. I really do. <laughs> I do. No, I feel like she can. Right. She probably won't, but I feel like she could. You're probably right if she really wanted to go there. But either way, All right. he's had a new chapter of of drama in his comedy career. Apparently, he had a show um, in Brooklyn, which... Wow. If you don't already know how this went. T.I.'s not... You must never been to Brooklyn. Funny, right. I don't know why you did that. I don't know why you... Like, Atlanta niggas might laugh and clap politely because you are Atlanta, but I don't know why you thought to bring that shit to Brooklyn. And this was, like, apparently, like, a show that he was a part of a lineup. Mm. April Fool's... It was an April Fool's comedy show at Barclays. With wow. Eddie Griffin, Nick Cannon, Bruce Bruce, Michael Blackson, Rip Michaels, like actual actual comedians, stand up comedians who've done it for their years, whole years, careers, years, like, like decades. Yeah. Um. Mm. <laughs> so a clip has been going around of Ti getting the absolute light skinned <laughs> and booed off of his motherfucking bones, like. Oh, it's beautiful. I don't even know what the joke was that he was trying to tell. I'm assuming it's not the first time he's told the joke or whatever. Maybe he was just struggling with delivery or it just wasn't fucking funny. Either way, Brooklyn ain't the place for it. Because one thing that all New York is going to do is tell you to get the fuck off of the stage. And that's exactly what they did. Amen. To which he yelled at, you got one more motherfucking album out of me. It's called Kill the King for motherfuckers like you. And then I guess he left. Um, um okay so the internet's been having fun with that <laughs> uh i don't know i don't know what's going on with so this weird man, so weird um michael blackson had ti on his instagram live with her where with him where ti claimed that the booing didn't bother him um that he loved it in fact and he didn't feel like they were booing him as in he wasn't funny he said, I felt like they were booing me as, I dare you to be more funny. I dare you to overcome this. Oh, I no. dare you to do better. No. I feel like that's what they challenged me to no. do. No. That wasn't it. it. That wasn't it. <laughs> Sir. That wasn't it at all. Then <laughs> I can assure you. It wasn't constructive bullying, bullying, nigga. Brooklyn was not. 
They were saying, I dare you to get the fuck get off the this fuck goddamn off stage. The stage. I dare you to stop wasting my motherfucking money yeah. and my time. Yeah. I dare you to find something better to do with your goddamn time and days. So, you know, but of course, you I, know, Flip Wilson. I admire that ability to to spin some positivity out of a blatantly critical it. situation. Just like Paula Patton. Yeah. Did you oh. see that video? <laughs> Paula came to yes, us live from vacation and said, well, I, you guys have seen my chicken video and I oh my gosh, guys, guess I ruffled some feathers. <laughs> um, I would love to hear tips from other people. I'm very open to hearing different ideas how to do it, but it's my mom's recipe. It's my mom's method. And I'm always going to cook my chicken that way. And love and light and blessings to you all. And I just thought to have the kind of money and the kind of security where you don't have to worry Mm -hmm. about public backlash or whether people are going to support you anymore or whether people are... It's public backlash. I mean, right. But to... (laughs) I see where you're coming from. Yeah. If it's the worst, then fine. To have not just the money, but the the psychological security. You are just yeah. so so secure in yourself. And you're just like, I understand y'all are mad. And I've honestly been laughing at some of your little nigger jokes. They've been funny. Uh, but mm-hmm. me and my family adore our half-fried chicken. And we're going to continue to eat it this way. I said, you know what? That is a better attitude than I would have had. If niggas was dra- I mean, I would have never did that because two black parents, yeah. but <laughs> woo, that is a much better attitude than I would have had under the same circumstances. Hey, when you're wealthy and on vacation, yeah, good for how about you kiss my ass? I'm actually going to go back. I bet she didn't take a single bite mm-hmm. of any one of them wings. <laughs> I bet you probably, no, no, no. No, wings are for like, she eats wings like twice a year, like 4th of July. Probably. And and maybe her daddy's birthday. And that's it. <laughs> All the rest of the time, we're not doing that bullshit. Well, Clifford, you know, good luck next time. Oh, no. It happens to everyone. No, don't let there be a next time. I don't think Don't do that. Stop. Don't do that no more. Don't go back I on stage. I don't think he's going to stop. No more. Don't do that no more. And it don't It don't actually happen to everybody. Kefir is being nice. But everybody don't get booed off stage. <laughs> <laughs> it happens all the time. You have to just be prepared to be heckled, to be booed. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, if I wasn't already so irked by T.I. and his habit of doing this when he gets backlash. Yeah. Then I would have been like, kind of like you, like, that's a great attitude to have for, like, a new comic. Like, absolutely. Fuck yeah. that. Be encouraged and keep going and things like that. But, but no. T.I. just irks the absolute yes. living fuck out of me. But... And he should not keep going. I'm not gonna hate on his... He his, should stop. Uh, he should stop it right now. Comedy gig, you know. I will just let it go as far as God is gonna take it. So. And maybe this is where God dropped it off. I'm just saying. <laughs> Don't be afraid to to listen to the message from the audience and, and, and take that in. <laughs> so. Bitch, this is the place to test your shit. Okay? Mm-hmm. This is where you come and, and find out what people really think about your jokes. Yeah. <laughs> All righty, girls. That's it for Hot Tops this week. We're going to take a break. Read your letters. Come back. Take a break. Come back. Read your letters. Yeah, in that order. 
Okay, folks, it's time to read your mess. Make it hot. Yes, it is. Send your letters to asktherita at gmail.com, and we may read it aloud on the show. We have an update from Abby, who wrote us last week about her daddy who has dementia and be saying homophobic slurs, and mm-hmm. her sister want her to carry him to the wedding and all this. Okay. So Abby said, my father has always been homophobic, but after several heated discussions, he at least refrained from using that particular word around me for several years. So Uh that's why it was such a shock to my system that he had the black ass gall to say that to me, dimension or not. I guess y'all are right. And this hatred is just ingrained in him, much like the snow roaches in their death grip on racism. (laughs) okay abby why did you say that but it's not surprising that was great (laughs) that entire side of the family is on my block list for being garbage so there's really no reason why he should be the exception none of his side of the Mm. family fucks with me my mom or my sister so even if they had cars, they wouldn't be invited to her wedding anyway. So that's a chop. The only other person nearby Damn. who could take him is my mother, who is also his ex-wife of 15 years. But she don't want to be stuck in the car with his ass either. So I guess my sister is just shit out of luck because I'm not putting myself <laughs> through that. I love my dad. And the whole reason I went over to his house in the first place was to spend time with him because he's always talking about how lonely he is. And I felt bad. But of course, that means that I forgot that maybe he wouldn't be so lonely if he wasn't such an asshole all the time. Thanks for the advice, and I love y'all, Abby. Thanks, Abby, for the update. Um, we I saw a tweet from someone who was like, dementia can turn otherwise really loving sweet people, sweet people into, like, monsters. But Or maybe it just reveals the facade that they had up the whole time. <laughs> maybe they're yeah. no longer able to keep it up. I don't know, because we did get an email from a medical doctor who was like, dementia will not create this in you. Yeah, I didn't think so. Yeah, right, which, you know, we thought. But sorry that you're dealing with that, but yeah, fully in favor. I'm not dealing with that. (laughs) Right, fully in favor of being like, "Mm, no, what you're not going to do is sit around and piss me off in the meantime. So um, let's dive into some new letters this week. This first one comes from Stephanie, who says, I'm a 27-year-old Black woman whose mental health has never been worse. I've been slapping on affirmations and journaling like band-aids and gauze, but it's starting to hurt more than help. I do have a therapist, but I feel like I waste her time. So I'm trying to look into other options to figure out what more I can do for myself. The worst part is that I feel completely drained by the process of trying to get better. I'm running into one dead end after another, and I'm starting to feel like the rest of my life is going to be affected by this thing that I can't name or stop. I'm kind of feeling disappointed in myself and maybe that these feelings are just one more thing to deal with until further notice, kind of like taxes. I wanted to know if either of you had any tips or advice for getting through the hopelessness of mental health healing or even ways to be kinder to yourself while you're feeling low. Any advice would be greatly appreciated. Thanks, Stephanie. Oh, Hey, Stephanie. Stephanie, um, you want me to give you next week's lottery numbers too, or girl? If I could, Ivy's phone number. The way I would crack the whole code of sidebar. Did you see that clip of Miss Tina? You know that I on did. the Tamron Hall show. You know that I did. <laughs> First of all, Miss Tina voicing the character on Miss Gina <laughs> is excellent, and yeah. then. Her being a hair salon onus. Mm. Onus? <sighs> Owner? I need to go to bed. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's fabulous. But Blue Ivy being the ones, it's like, come on, mom, let's get these lines. Let's let's, let's run these lines. Because you, I'm just saying, Mima, you put a conjunction here where there isn't one, and <laughs> that's not the line. <laughs> Which that's not what it says. Maybe this is not for you, Grandma. <laughs> I just, I just. <sighs> Blue said, what about cooking with Miss Tina? Let's bring that back. <laughs> yeah. This I know that they shit. have so much fun. <laughs> you know they do. I know do. that they are so cute together. <laughs> you know they do. BFFs. But <laughs> she was like, yeah, everybody else was working. Blue was the only one available. <laughs> Like, like she had to check Blue's availability, and Blue was like, "I can squeeze you in. <laughs> Let's run these lines." <laughs> she was like, "Now, honestly, out of all the people, because you know Blue for the region, <laughs> right? But you know, needs must. Anyway, back to Stephanie. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. This is something that I'm literally struggling with right now. It's like okay. I feel like the only thing that I ever, um. The only thing I feel like I come back to all of the time is that it's life is really about ebbs and flows or like it it's a roller coaster. Like you're never always down. Like mm. there are peaks that are sometimes like sometimes just all too fleeting. Sometimes you might have a, a moment of peace or some sort of just like a giggle, something that just turns your mood up a bit. And maybe it only lasts an hour, but you feel like shit yeah. for weeks. And so it's like, I think sometimes it starts to feel like there isn't any hope because we don't we have like difficulty grasping onto those hour long moments if they're very short or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and we struggle to focus or find how to expand them, how to, um, nurture the parts of ourselves that found whatever that joy or peace was. Yeah. Um, so it's just like, I don't know. There are ways to, I think, look after yourself um, and however you can, you know, just bring some semblance of, of calm or peace to yourself, um, even if it's in a moment. For instance, I really enjoy falling into YouTube what the, what's that um that term when you start doing something? Oh, a rabbit hole. Stop. Yeah, a rabbit hole. I love falling hole. into YouTube rabbit holes oh, and yeah. watching um mostly videos of food, drag queens, <laughs> video games, and other things I really like. And you know, <laughs> I feel like shit a lot of the time. That gives me a little bit of something. Um, and I don't know. Other than that, I'm just like, child, I'm here. Yeah. I'm here until I'm not here. And I don't know what 
next month is going to give. I don't know what next year is going to give. Mm-hmm. I don't know what next week or tomorrow is going to give. Now, mathematics, tell me, uh, it's probably going to be very similar <laughs> to many other days. Come on, hope. <laughs> but at this point, it's just like, I don't know. Give it a chance. I don't know. This is a hard question to ask. Yeah, it is because my mental health is also not great. And I'm also (laughs) feeling, um, I mean, honestly, I'm pretty therapied out between my own therapy sessions and being in therapy school and being like a student practitioner. On top of that, I feel extremely weary of therapy, especially because I feel like it is so much a part of my life now that I (laughs) should I mean, should you learn early, that should is not a great word to use. But I just feel like, why am I still dealing with this? Why am I still, you know, going through this? But for you, Stephanie, a little practical advice. Um, If you feel like you're wasting your therapist time, just tell her that. Um, Because, (coughs) I mean, I just feel like being honest with her about the way you're feeling right now may help her to adjust um, the way that she is, you know, talking with you during y'all y'all sessions to maybe help you work um, through some things, but I've done it. I mean, yeah, I've told my therapist before. Like, I feel like you hate me, and I've, out of all your clients, I'm probably the worst one. And if you could just, you know, <laughs> block my number, you probably would. She's just like. So what would that mean? Or whatever. Like, you know, they they do the therapy thing, but it gets worked out um, eventually. But it also is helpful for me to watch children's programming because I find mm. that it addresses stuff like this in a really basic way. Um, and normally when my mental health is trash, <laughs> you know, I need things. I adore adult programming, obviously, but like just turning on some tab time. And having Tabitha Brown be like, you know, today we huh. talked about oranges and we went to the Grove and we saw how different things grow. And, you know, like just basic shit. And however, whatever feelings you have is perfectly fine because those are yours. And, you know, it doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. Like children's programming just has a way of really paring things down to the basics and talking about what really matters. And so... Yeah. I found just giving your brain a fucking break. Right. Or that. But sometimes like (laughs) I'm I'm dead ass because I'll be pulling up Tabitha Brown's YouTube show. and She'd be like, can I tell you something? I'd be like, yes, Miss Tab. Like I'll be over here into it. I do. I'll be over here into it. Don't don't get me started. I'll be doing the crafts, (laughs) little snack time, all that shit. (laughs) It just can. It can help for me anyway. So. I mean, I think that, you know, I, I've i made peace with the fact I'm going to require therapy forever, medication likely forever. Um, tough, you know, could be worse. Um, and also, like, I try to remember, like, I've said to my doctor before, almost the reverse, where it was kind of like, I don't feel like this is doing shit. Like, mm-hmm. not just, like, I don't feel like I'm not, not I feel like, I'm wasting your time, but more like I feel like you're wasting mine. Oh. I feel like all of this okay. is a waste of my time. None of this um, 
is making me feel any different. I'm still struggling. Yeah. Sure, I have some weeks where I'm not as uh, depressed, filled with anxiety, suicidal as others. Um, but we land back here sometimes, somehow, mm-hmm. some way we find a way back here. So what the fuck are we doing this shit? <laughs> like, and I, I have spoken to her yeah. like this, <laughs> like just like that cussing and all as soon as like years ago when I like, I would cuss a little bit here and there to like slip up. Cause I'm like frustrated or sad or whatever, emotional. Mm-hmm. And I would apologize and she'd be like, I don't care if you could, she does not. Yeah. Like, unless she's repeating something that I just said, but Oh, mine does. She was like, I don't care if, <laughs> if you curse. And once that happened, I was. it was like, okay, girl. So when I need to, that yeah. word that we're going to get that out, that is very healing. But anyways, one of the things that my doctor uh, spoke to me about just even a couple of weeks ago, I was like, girl, do you think this is the end all be all? Of fit- do you know how many fucking forms of therapy there are that you haven't tried yet? That's true. Like calm down there are other things you can do that are first like are more interactive more involved have more you know moving parts or whatever besides me speaking to you there are other types of therapists Mm -hmm. that you can see if you feel like you're still struggling or if there are other things you just want to give it a try like this isn't the end of your options yeah um but it's just easier to get defeated and say, fuck the, all of this. The world sucks. All y'all bitches are dumb. I don't want to talk to y'all. <laughs> Leave me alone. Yeah. It's easier to do that sometimes than like go and try your 10th thing, you know, and hope that's going to be the thing that's going to make a world difference. Yeah. So it's about, I think, taking to me, taking time with yourself, finding ways to just uh, keep your head on, even in your lowest uh, in the meantime, and again, to me, that means anything from watching drag queens on YouTube, tab time, go eating tangerines with salt, go you know walking people's dogs for them, whatever. Yeah, a small thing that maybe is only a few hours long, but it just kept your your mind at ease. Like focusing on how to do that. Mm-hmm. In the me- meantime, while also taking your time, because not everybody can can like hop up and mm-hmm. and go get help right, right away. Right. Some people shrug, go, I have medication I need to pick up right now. That's been at the goddamn pharmacy. Why have I not gotten gone and, and, and picked it up yet? Because that would require me to get the fuck up and leave my house yet again. Besides yeah. walking around the block with this bitch. <laughs> You better leave that baby alone. And I'm not taking her into the fucking pharmacy. <laughs> Why not? She deserves to shop. <laughs> because she just want to be in everybody's goddamn face all the fucking time. Yeah. And it's like when you're when it's when you're in a line of people. Mm-hmm. She like try to sniff all over niggas. She's just like You wanna go play. Why are you keeping me from my fans? <laughs> And I know white people be like, oh my God. I know white people love dogs. They, she got a fresh haircut now too. Oh, oh can't tell her God. nothing. Can I pat her? Can I pat her? Oh, she want to be in the streets. She trying to hit the streets. Oh, girl, when I'm trying to pick up my crazy meds and just go the fuck, like, girl, we're not here for no motherfucking party. <laughs> Ain't no ice cream and cake in this bitch. I'm here for my crazy pills and to get the fuck out. You're not here so, for a party. <laughs> Link is here for right? a fucking party. <laughs> I don't even want to be here, bitch. 
Link said, I adore being here. That's time for every two seconds to people to say, So Yorkie, so Yorkie, how old is she? I don't want to talk about this. Yeah. Here. Yeah. That's real. Um, yeah, Stephanie, I think there's there's some useful advice in here, hopefully. Um and just acknowledging to yourself that this is difficult and it is not going to be an easy thing to learn to manage or to, you know, overcome if that's a possibility for you. Like, this is not easy. And there's a reason why people don't be doing the work. There is a Yeah, it's reason. incredibly grueling. Yes. It's very hard. Yes. It's very exhausting. Mm-hmm. But start with the fact that you are not wasting your therapist's time. Yeah. Because you're not. But, you know, if you need to talk to her about it, maybe that can open some things up. Y'all can have a different kind of conversation. And that may bring you some relief. But um, best of luck in taking care of yourself. Uh, Stick with it. Love and light and happiness and rainbows and all that. Um, Let's move on. Our next letter comes from... Ooh, ooh, okay, Tyler. Tyler says, my ex and I broke up a few weeks ago and I've been doing better these past few weeks than I have for several months. We were together for a little over a year, which is the longest relationship I've ever been in. We broke up because she wanted me to be the source of her happiness and wellness. And that's a lot to put on one person. On top of dealing with my own issues, I'm currently in grad school and I'm studying for my MCAT that I'm taking in June. So I've really been going through it lately. It felt like I had to be my own rock and hers and I just could not handle that. Yesterday, she asked me to send her $200 for some shoes she gave me, as well as some food that she left over here. What? I don't know, groceries? But My question is, do y'all think I should send her this money or just give those things back? I'm in favor of not giving her anything and just giving her back her things, mainly because I have spent at least $500 on buying her weed, buying her some clothes and food. So by that Word. logic, I should be able to ask for my money back too, right? <laughs> Exactly. Do y'all think it's fair for people to ask for money back after a breakup? Or do you think whatever money two people spent on each other in the relationship shouldn't have to be repaid like some loan? I can understand if a child or a whole marriage was involved, but we were together for a little over a year and did the regular things that people in relationships do. I would love to hear your thoughts. Thanks, Tyler. Tyler, tell her to get in the bin. (laughs) What the fuck is she talking about? Not some food she left here. I said, oh, y'all are young. Really? That's exactly what's going on here. Groceries, girl. Shoes and some rib tips. I'm not are you re- out of your motherfucking dome? I'm not reimbursing you for the oat milk you left in my house. Get the fuck out of here. Hell no. No. $200. If if she's that pressed about it, come and get these shoes. Matter of fact, I'll have somebody drop the shoes off to you if it's that pressed. And really, if you like them shoes, I wouldn't give them back. Right. There's What you gonna tell me, the small claims court? You not. Because the fees alone are worth more than this entire... (laughs) Like, get... It's not like... When people are in relationships and things like that, you spend money on one another, whether it is for food, gifts, weed, trips, whatever the fuck the case may be. And you you break up and now you want all your money back. That's not how it goes. That's not how it goes. You invested, you lost your investment, moving on. Boom. I think the only time I would ask for money back is if we actually had some kind of loan situation. Right. Going on. That makes sense. Where it's like, you owe me cash. And don't think that just because we broke up that you don't owe me that no more. Right. I I don't believe in doing nice things for niggas either. So there is also that. But 
Yeah. Um, I'm not buying no nigga no motherfucking gift and ever expecting to see anything about that ever again. This is why, like, y'all will be buying shoes and cars and stuff like that for somebody to be <laughs> right off to the next bitch here. You have to think, because you already know. You already know once you break up and you see that nigga in that car, you're going to feel away. Yeah. You okay? Are. So be buy pissed. him something else. <laughs> Get him something else. <laughs> Anyways, to Tyler, no, I do not think that you need to start running back or or give, you know, your ex an invoice or whatever, unless you're Mariah Carey. Because Mariah sued that man for wasting her time and got... And I loved that. And I loved that. I thought that was amazing. Uh, What a moment for women. (laughs) Anyways. Yeah, what a moment for um, feminism. But otherwise, no. Tell these niggas to kiss your fucking ass. My ex bought me all kind of shoes and shit. And what did I do with that shit? Gave it to Fran. <laughs> I don't give a damn. And I wish you would have sent me a cash up request or something about that. Uh, 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 it belongs to me. Work. Right. It belongs not, to me. It's mine. It belongs to me. You gave it to me and now it is mine. You can ask for it back. You can. Like, do I think it's tacky and stupid and ultimately fruitless? Yes. Do I think it's usually just a way of niggas trying to, like, worm their way back into the house? Yes! Yes! That's what I'm saying. I don't even think it's really about the money. I think it's about, like, trying to talk to you again or looking for some support or encouragement or whatever else from you. That's why I said, if you're going to give them shoes back, have somebody else drop them off over there, put them in an Uber right. or something like that. Like, you're not even going to see me to get these shoes at all because this is ridiculous. But honestly, I wouldn't even give the fucking shoes back or yeah, nothing. No. I wouldn't give you anything back. Get out your feelings. Move on. That is stupid. You want $200 Girl. for some sneakers and food? You sound crazy. The food is what's really taking me down because... Right. <laughs> <laughs> Some food she says she left over there. Girl. Absolutely not. Mm-mm. No, Tyler. Stay strong. You sit down and you just focus on the M cats, okay? You just worry That's about exactly your That's exactly it. <laughs> yeah. Because you getting ready for wherever the M cat will let you go or whatever it will let you do. You getting ready for that. So, you know. I am studying my goddamn ass off in grad school. About to pull off my eyelashes. In a pandemic, in Demi. Yeah. Losing it. Betty White did, and you talking to me about some fucking two hundred dollars. <laughs> and here you go talking about, shoes. well, I did leave some cheese it's at your house, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> Absolutely not, Tyler. Um, might be time to block your ex's number. Actually, that might really that, be time to might really be time to do that. She gonna need a hint. Yeah, <laughs> but it's time. It's time for for her to move on with her life, like you are trying to do with yours. Exactly. So. Amen. Um. Okay. You know what? Let's wrap up the questions right there. If you have a question for us, send it to asktheread at gmail dot com. We're gonna take one more quick break, and then we'll be back. All right, folks. We are back. It is time to wrap things up with your no, with our reads. <laughs> God I just it. need rest. <laughs> like I'm saying, listen. If we if we are not back next week, don't say nothing because rest is needed. Y'all don't even have any fucking idea. Like this isn't like this isn't even it. Mm-hmm. This isn't even it. Okay. Okay. Right. Yeah, it's a lot back. going on. I'm, You're right. It is. It's a lot. Yeah, calm down. 
All right. So it's time for the read. Would you like to go first? Yes, because I truly don't have much to say. Um, By now, most of you have probably heard about this shooting that took place um, in Brooklyn in Sunset Park the other day. Um, And I'm actually not here to talk about the shooting itself, but more about this absolutely ridiculous fuck nugget of a mayor that y'all put into office because... Oh, boy. I cannot cannot handle this man. First of all, he ran on like a very pro-police platform. As soon as he got into office, he hired a whole bunch more um, police officers and sent a whole lot more of them underground. If you've ever been to New York City, you know that the police are very much a part of the subway system. Especially when you get closer to areas like Times Square or... um, or Bryant Park, when you get, you know, to like the really heavily touristy areas, especially then. But the police are all over the fucking place. And and so, of course, after this horrific shooting happened, the mayor's first line to the rest of us was how he is going to make sure that the, the subways are absolutely flooded with police and People don't feel safe because they don't see officers. That has nothing to do with it. People don't feel safe. If they don't feel safe, it's because they live in New York goddamn city. It is not because they don't see police officers on the fucking train. Because what I feel like Eric Adams is missing here, and maybe the COVID has, you know, caused some brain fog and he's just not thinking things clearly, but I kind of doubt it. What he is missing is that police be on the trains all the fucking time on the platform, outside of the stations, and do not do nothing to stop this shit. They don't stop it. When there was that shooting in Times Square, that shit happened in Times goddamn Square. Police, like 30 police, every five feet in Times Square, and they did not stop nothing from happening. When that man a couple of months ago pushed that lady off of the... um off of the platform, onto the track since she died. Police, once again, there. They don't stop nothing. The police are not even the ones who caught this nigga. Like, (laughs) the police didn't do nothing as far as this whole situation goes when it comes to actually solving the crime or preventing it from happening in the first place. But that'd be the first thing y'all say every time something (laughs) go down. Oh, well, we need more police. We have police. They are everywhere. Them niggas have a budget of like $2 billion and they have not fixed nothing. So why? the police in the subway to pay attention to you or do something. You just got to jump the turnstile. Or, you know, not have nothing else and and move yourself and the few belongings you do have underground so you can stay out of the goddamn elements because then Eric Adams will make sure that the police come by and kick you out and move you and your things and just displace you all together. That's what he's more worried about, the looks of things, not what the police actually do. We spend $10 billion a year (laughs) on the fucking police. The one thing New York City do not need more of is police. Maybe we need more police who are actually going to do something, but we don't need a sheer increase in the number of police. Please stop this shit. Just let it go. It's bad enough that 10 people were shot. Everybody was freaked the fuck out. My classes that were supposed to be on campus ended up getting moved to Zoom. And because everybody is a therapy student, we ended up talking about our feelings and processing and shit all damn day, which was also exhausting. Like, 
It is plenty going on. The police don't fix problems, though. And you don't have to do much other than look at the data to see that. So shut the fuck up with this more police thing. What is it? Yeah, whatever. It don't matter. But yeah, that's literally all I have to say. I cannot stand Eric Adams. I can't believe that bitch just got in office. I can't, like, it feels like that man... It feels like that man has been the mayor for years with the level of over it I am as far as he is concerned. Girl... I mean, people on the scene talk about, yeah, the cops didn't seem stressed out. They seem pretty chills, pretty relaxed, whatever else. Like, not even a sense of urgency with these bitches. Mm-hmm. The man allegedly called the cops on himself and was like, oh, yeah, y'all looking for me. I'm at St. Mark's at First Ave. Somebody who worked at a bodega spotted this nigga and was like, hey, um, are you not the shooter? Like, the police didn't solve the crime. They didn't prevent the crime from happening. So stop acting like police are the end-all, be-all. They're not a solution. (sighs) That's it. That's it. I told you it was going to be quick. I'm done. Okay, so I just have two things to say. First, to Tashina Arnold, with love, ma'am. Oh, I don't want to know. No, I don't want to know. Don't want to know. You don't. I don't. Sheena Arnold today tweeted, honest question, what can we as Black women in America do to stop aiding in the emasculation of Black men in America? Um, I just wanted to say, no. Sheena, honest answer. Not a motherfucking thing. Thank you. Um, Thank you. you. I don't understand why you feel like black women need to do anything and first of all like black women as far as i am concerned have done enough are doing enough um emasculation is subjective or the feeling of of emasculation is subjective like black men have to on their own um, as individuals, not as a group, even mm. individually need to understand I'm worn out. and spread the word that you know women making more money than them, um, trans rights, um, gay rights, <laughs> gay and trans representation in the media. None of that stops you from being masculine none of it stands in the way of your manhood and if you feel that it does you have uh again individual work to do i think the only way maybe a black woman could help you is if she's your therapist um also there's plenty of uh plenty 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 of thriving examples of masculinity within um black men it's just most of the time it does nothing to serve you as a black woman um maybe that's why you don't really feel its presence um in fact a lot of the most influential quote-unquote masculine black man don't give a fuck about you so I'm just, i'd say you know mm, so hopefully that helps 
I don't, you know what? I'm actually not even going to. I mean, it's the same thing everybody has been like, saying. Like, I'm not even going to speak on I don't know how I avoided that, but I'm not even going to speak on it because I could go for hours about that topic. Yeah. I mean, it's like. Emasculation. Girl. It's also like. Girl. It's super, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a narrative that's very uh, common with people in that age range as well. That's true. So it doesn't shock me to hear it. Um, you know, so, uh, sweetheart, God bless. Um, she followed it up by saying, still reading comments. Two thoughts, despite all. One, despite all, I will never be fearful of asking any one question. It's the same thing that everybody always says after things like this. I'm going to keep asking questions. This isn't going to change me from asking questions. Black women and black men need to heal together, etc. Okay, moving on. So, okay. I'm going to pass a read. Pass the read like we used to. Alrighty, now I'm going to probably do a little bit of editing as i'm reading this along because it's a little bit longer and i need to stop talking but i enjoyed it so first let me just say that y'all's read passing is your opinions your information oh, lord. we here at the read are simply a mouthpiece oh lord <laughs> we're simply passing on the information that you've given for entertainment purposes this read is dedicated to the left minds of Chelsea Lucas, Travian Scott, and the rest of the Grambling State University Athletic Department because oh, no. they've clearly lost their right ones. Uh-oh. <laughs> the utter disappointment of cutting all 19 student-athletes from their volleyball program is the lowest of the low, and I'm certain there's a special place in hell for all of those involved. Okay, so first it says volleyball in its highest competitive state at the collegiate and the Olympic and Olympic levels have historically been a place of privilege for predominantly white athletes that have spent several years with private trainers and participating in club volleyball. While city parks and schools are littered with basketball courts and football fields for boys and girls, the availability for a black child to experience indoor volleyball is next to none. By mere chance, if an inner city black girl develops some affinity and or talent for volleyball nine times out of ten, they're met with underfunded high school programs with lack of access to skill camps or mm. clinics or a high school volleyball coach that is an ex-varsity reject from their own high school volleyball team that's just there to collect the stipend money so they don't have to start an OnlyFans. <laughs> Quite frankly, <laughs> only playing on your high school team simply is not enough if you wish to play in college or professionally overseas. With limited resources available, the budgets of the families for most Black female volleyball players are strained as they pour in upwards of seven to $8,000 a year for their daughters to participate in club volleyball, receive adequate training, and travel near and far to tournaments, all to grab the attention of collegiate scouts that might be interested in recruiting these girls to come and play at their university. It takes crazy amounts of money, years of time sacrifice, and blood, sweat, and tears of effort to become a collegiate volleyball player. And the events that unfolded in the dismissal of these 19 athletes without the consideration of the above is a shame. Mm. Okay. Mess. First and foremost to Chelsea Lucas. In the words of the great Regina George, do not trust her. You know the rest. <laughs> For someone that has an overall record of 52 to 128 over a short five-year coaching career, have you lost your black-ass mind? <laughs> How dare you shatter the dreams of 19 young women that have poured countless years of preparation and hours upon hours of training dedicated to playing the sport they love at the collegiate level? As a Grambling State alumna and ex-player of the, of the volleyball program itself, you would think that one would have a little compassion for current players once 
you took over at the helm of the program. But no, you came in reckless, never giving these ladies a shot. I have it on good authority that nine of your UAPB, University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff, athletes immediately entered the transfer portal, and you've been transporting them back and forth from Arkansas to Grambling to hold spring training sessions. And you even had these young ladies to trying on uniforms for the upcoming fall season. Oh, and the dagger shit. on the side is that you did nothing to even conceal it from the current rostered athletes, basically spitting in their faces. Since your arrival, you've done nothing but make trouble for them. You created new teams, new team rules forcing all student athletes to live in the campus dorms, which you've, if you've ever been to Grambling, you know that these dorms make the likes of Cabrini Green or Berry Farm <laughs> look like a five-star resort. And if these athletes already signed leases for the upcoming school year, you told them tough titty and to break the lease instead of utilizing spring practices for training and development or even a thorough evaluation of the current athletes' abilities, you instead opted to make incessant demands. And when they're not met, you have them running more than the school's track team. Then you make the ultimate decision to cut every last player on what grounds? Because they got more edges than you, girl, bye. You were at Alcorn. You were at. Alcorn State for three year, three whole seasons with a record of 15 to 74 and was fired. And quite as it's kept, the only reason you left UAPB for Grambling is that you were you were about to get fired again since the since during the spring 2021 season, you decided to knowingly load your team on a bus with a player that was positive for COVID to go compete in the SWAC tournament. And it wasn't until your team got to the championship that those results came back positive officially and your team was forced to forfeit, Damn. sending Jackson State to the NCAA tournament. Like the wise Lanethia Monique leaks once proclaimed, you can never win when you play dirty. And I hope that these 19 girls find you in the darkest of alleys one night and drown your ass with the strongest of mace. If I were there, I'd put... Gr- if I were them, I'd put Gorilla Glue in that tired, stiff-ass blonde wig that you'd be wearing past weeks. <laughs> See Exhibit A and then literally put three pictures of this woman in the letter, all in blonde wigs, and each of them are bad. Damn. Have your ass in there looking like Tessica Brown. And the next time I attend where Grambling is playing, I will be right in the stands with a sign, Biggest Day, that reads, Fuck Chelsea Lucas, period. To Travian Scott, the Grambling State Athletic Director, for you to even throw your support behind a coach with such cruel intentions for the very student athletes that you're responsible for is grotesque and a clear indication that you don't give a flying fuck about these female athletes or any for that matter. Let us not forget that in February 2022, you announced the hire of former Baylor head football coach Art Bryles. Yes, the same Art Bryles that was fired from Baylor after he failed to take action regarding the numerous allegations and convictions for sexual assault by Baylor football players. You were willing to allow someone with such a negligent and recent past back on a collegiate campus to potentially perpetuate the same behavior, all for a few football wins. Is it really that fucking serious? These are people, student athletes, with the student part being the first and foremost priority here. It is truly a shame that your choice to stand behind a coach that clearly had no intentions of caring for the well-being or scholastic futures of these ladies, and you deserve nothing but the worst for every malfeasance committed during your stint at Grambling. And lastly, to Brian Howard, Grambling State's Athletic Communications Director, for you to sit up on local news and fix your fat ass mouth to say, I hate to say out, I hate to say out with the old, but in with the new a little bit. Sir, these are fucking, these aren't fucking couch pillows. These are humans, people, students, some of which don't even have an athletic scholarship and are a source of revenue for the university. Why would you even think to align the statement alongside these ladies? What if your wife divorced you and at the trial told the judge, I hate to say out with the old, but in with the new a little bit and continues <laughs> on to talk about your neck or your little dick or how your breast stank? Doesn't seem right, does it? 
What if someone said that about your mama or if you got let go from your job and then they said that about you? Doesn't feel right, does it? And to continue on with, obviously, we don't want them to be cut or lose their scholarships or whatever that might be or whatever that might look like. Okay, well, sir, what the entire fuck? That's exactly what it is and what it looks like. Choices of your consequences. Y'all chose to cut all 19 of these athletes, 12 of 12 of which were on an athletic scholarship per NCAA limitations. If you didn't want them to lose their scholarships, then you shouldn't have fucking cut them because guess what? Now they don't have a scholarship. Is the institution going to continue to pay for their education? No. How about that raggedy ass athletic department? No. Are you going to come out of your own pocket and pay? Nope. Then how about you just shut the fuck up if you're going to demonstrate, if you aren't going to demonstrate some tact and decorum when addressing the dismissal of these players. It's already bad enough that they're going through this. And here goes your old unseasoned turkey neck head ass saying stupid shit, making things worse. Next time, don't say shit and just sit there looking like the unseasoned piece of fried chicken from Paula Patton's 138 piece batch that you are. Thanks, management. Also put a picture of him, I guess, to let me know what his white ass looks like. Um, Sincerely, the cussing coach. So. Wow. I read about this story earlier today about all of these volleyball players getting cut from grambling um, after a couple of months, but I didn't know about all of these other parts. Yeah, I just looked it up when you were talking letter. about it, and she cut them after three practices? Yeah. God damn. The whole team? The entire team. Woo! Oh, yeah. So, so now the they have to, plane. like, I think now they have, like, four months to scramble and yeah, find. Yeah, find another school. That you know can pay for them, or scholarship program right? Or right, something. enter the transfer portal and all that. Damn, that's messy. And the fact that she mm-hmm. had them kids from UAPB, yeah, mm, something, something don't it's seem weird. right. So yeah, uh, fingers crossed that those girls would be vindicated because this is fucked up. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Um, you know, it, it, I really enjoyed the part of this letter that like points out how it's really aside from basketball and football for a lot of black kids, inner city kids, if you have interest in other sports, rowing, like ain't nobody doing that. You not doing it. Where? With what money? Exactly. The two most important questions. Where? So somehow I found my ass all the way at an HBCU playing with my heart out and I barely get a chance to stay here. You got every single body and now I got to scramble. Like, yeah. it's really fucked up. It's sad. It is. So hopefully those girls will be, will find new homes and places where they will be uh, appreciated or at least treated like young human beings. Right. This is a bare minimum of what they deserve. So. Yeah. Um, if you have a read you'd like to pass, feel free to send that to pastthereed at gmail.com. Oh, and before we go, I did want to say, Quinta, how dare you? <laughs> how dare you? Like, I adore you, but 13 episodes, I know that that was, you know, maybe not necessarily your choice, but y'all really broke no, my heart. <laughs> y'all broke my heart. You broke my heart. With the season finale of Abbott. It was perfect, just like the rest of the season, but now I'm devastated. What? A spectacular show. I cannot say enough good things. I'm fully obsessed. I cannot it's wait so to good. see what y'all do with the next season. But girl, how am I supposed to breathe with no air? <laughs> <laughs> Adam means everything to me, and I just I'm I'm I don't know what I'm supposed to do with my. Again. I already do that every week. Every well. week. <laughs> I do it like up I do Hulu. with the Golden Girls until <laughs> you literally are reciting the lines in your sleep. 
put it on DVD. I was about to say release some merch, but y'all already sent me a backpack. Thank you for that. But like, if there is additional merch, I would like a lanyard. And ooh, I would like one of those lanyards from the school. That I don't know be. something else, something one of Ava's wigs, something like I just <laughs> um so scrambling and it's so funny. It is. It's just so good, and I it's such a good show. Already miss it and can't wait to see what y'all do next season. Yeah. So congratulations, but also I'm sad. So I wasn't that. surprised by the uh. Shorter season, I find that new shows, especially new shows with like a black cast, yeah. uh, predominantly a cast of color, I find that a lot of times their first seasons are super short. And like, yeah. Sometimes they're like six to eight episodes. Let's not do too much. Long. Yeah. It's like, what is this <laughs> British television? But if you get like a super white cast or some shit starring Nicole Kidman, girl, they'll ask you how many motherfucking episodes you want. I'm just saying, I think 30 is a reasonable number of episodes. So. It is not. It isn't. I think <laughs> it is. I think it is. Not. I think it, it is. is not. I think 22 tops. I, Maybe like 24. I think 30 is fine. I'm not sure what you're saying right now. I think 30 is great. Like, okay. I'm not I I'm not even asking for them to be 90 minutes long anymore but you know we could just keep the good feeling going is all I'm saying. It's season 1. It's coming back. Right. It's performed excellently. No one has had a bad thing to say it except for people who have never watched it. Um <laughs> And does season 2 not deserve 30 episodes? I'm not sure what you're I really don't understand what you're saying here. So <laughs> You know that that means that they have to write 30 episodes, mm-hmm. pay for 30 episodes, oh, yeah. produce 30 episodes. Yep. Okay. Start a GoFundMe. I will contribute. <laughs> if, if if that's what we need to do, I'm just saying. It's a lot of work for one season. <laughs> well, whatever y'all decide to do, I can't wait for the show to come back. I'm just such a fan. Everybody involved is just so good. But y'all are, what am I supposed to do without Miss Howard? <laughs> I need Miss mm. Howard. I need Miss Howard. Right, Miss Howard fanfic. I'm going to be Janine for Halloween. Don't none of you bitches steal my idea, but I'm getting them up oh, there. Oh, please. Shoes. Do you know how many fucking people are going to be Janine this Halloween? <laughs> probably a lot. There are people, but I they're probably the going to be teachers that are going to go to school dressed as Abbott Elementary teachers for school. That's going to be cute. And when your students are like, what's the difference between this and every other outfit you wear? <laughs> Because when Mr. Johnson told that little girl that, he, <coughs> that she could write a story or whatever, just stay out of his hair, she said, sir, you are bald. <laughs> <laughs> How can you not love it? <laughs> oh, the show is just spectacular. Yeah, it's, it's so, so good. good. All right. All right. I'm going to let it go. I'm going to let it go. Love you, Quinta. Just hurt, you know, personally, but it's fine. And yeah, I think that will wrap up this week's And besides, episode. now her old stomping grounds have returned. Got a Black Lady Sketch show to watch. I mean, yes, that's true. I just, Abbott, Abbott, I don't know. It just touched me different. It just really speaks to me. And I'm going to miss it a lot until they come back. But you're right. Die. A Black Lady Sketch <laughs> show is back. And I told Robin that, have you, did you watch the first episode? Because yes, that I did. Dr. Hadassah career day sketch. I, I said, you are a fucking fool. You are a fucking movie. fool. 
<laughs> like I want a whole movie. It was just like so... a Borat or something <laughs> where we just follow the character through something and maybe she goes and does like pre-PhD. Like, where she goes into like real world stuff. What was that show with um with Eric Andre, you said, and, and Tiffany Haddish, you said it wasn't bad. Oh, I Where they like know. did pranks. They, it oh, was, that like, a movie. movie. Oh, did I say it wasn't bad? I'm pretty sure you said you watched it and it wasn't that bad. It wasn't. Unless I'm thinking of somebody else. No, I mean, I'm pretty sure it was I think I said it was better than I thought it would be. Um, Maybe. Was it Bad Trip? Yeah, Bad Trip. Yeah, that. Yeah. Like Dr. Hadassah. But it was a lot of Doing something like that. Where they do like shit out on the street and people may not know unless they watch the show. I never understand how people don't know that those people are famous though or right. acting. That's what but, I'm saying, especially in Atlanta. But okay, Doctor yeah. um, <laughs> Hadassah's. I mean, Doctor Hadassah, truly yeah. a mess. Um, Pre PhD. <laughs> when they, when that baby said, "Isn't everything a pre PhD?" Like, isn't <laughs> isn't Every level of education that's not a, a PhD granted is it is it not pre PhD? I <laughs> but you can't ask good questions. <laughs> love yeah. that show. When she love said, uh, "Y'all clap weird," <laughs> bitch, they are not clapping. But anyway, right. I don't want to spoil it for those of you who haven't seen it. But go check it out. Lots yeah, of fun TV to watch. And Ashley Nicole Black TV. is fucking gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Like, always. They posted a picture, like, I don't know who, they posted a picture the other day of them doing press or something like that. And I was like, God, this woman is striking. Yeah. Anyways, I'm done. Just beautiful. But yes, that will wrap up this week's episode of the show. Check us out on social media at This Is The Read, our website, thisistheread.com. Again, shop The Read for our merch. And you can join our Patreon over at patreon.com slash The Read. And. What else? There is something else. We have a show. Oh, yes. We are doing another show, child. I can't believe it either. But Saturday, May 7th in Los Angeles at the Ace Hotel. We are part of the Netflix is a Joke Festival. Uh, So, yeah, feel free to come through. Tickets available at NetflixIsAJokeFest.com. So, yeah, if you're going to be in L.A. that weekend, uh, come through and hang out with us. It'll be a fun Good ass black ass time. Anything else? DC was really fun. Like I actually forgot how much I enjoy doing mm. that sometimes. So mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not mad. We'll see what LA. And we haven't been to LA for a show in a long time. So yeah, no, I've only gone. <laughs> let's to LA make it for worth drugs, it. But yeah, let's have fun because <laughs> things have been nuts, and we have not been to LA in a long time. I think Alex said it's our first time in five years. Um, doing mm-hmm. a show in LA. So if you're around, then you know, come hang out and and have a good time with the rest of us. Anything else from you, friend, before we head out? Um, take yeah. care of yourselves out there. Everybody's dealing with something. Your feelings and your issues matter just as much as the next. So take some time for you. And much like on being on an airplane. Sometimes you have to put the oxygen mask over your own, on your face, and then a child's. You have to. There's there's wisdom in there. <laughs> there's some. That's... It's up to you to find it. I can give it all to put you. Put your own mask on first before you try to help somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. That. Necessary. 
Mm-hmm. All right, hoes. We will see y'all next week. 